Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I have to tell you, my gymnastics heart is happy. My dance heart is happy. My Michael Jackson heart is happy. It's just one big hour of happiness. Come and join us here on To The Point. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. All right, you guys, welcome on in to The Point with Kristen Burt, presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. And I have to tell you, I'm going to just read off some accolades, okay, because they are a mile long and I haven't memorized all of them because they're so good. Let's start out with Caitlin Ohashi's accolades right here. All right, let's see, 2013 All-Around American Cup champion. Not bad at all. Oh, by the way, let's go back to 2011 because she was junior national champion. But in 2018 alone, NCAA and Pac-12 floor exercise co-champion of course the 2018 NCAA team champion along with UCLA of course um you've scored five perfect tens in total three for floor two for beam six-time all-american four-time Pac-12 specialist for the year 2017 and 18 four-time Pac-12 freshman of the week for 2016 Caitlin welcome to the show Thank you for having me. I am so happy you are here. Um, I think a lot of people probably know you if they weren't aware of you before during your elite career or with UCLA Gymnastics. I think everyone who was on Facebook or social media became very aware of you earlier this year with that incredible floor exercise routine to Michael Jackson. And by the way, she's got the shirt. <laughs> I think you're, you're representing on all ends. I'm so yes. happy. Um, I should curl the hair. <laughs> <laughs> Looks so good. I, I want to know, but when something like that goes viral, I mean, do you wake up one day or do people start texting you going, your Florex is like everywhere? Um, I'm not exactly. I don't really remember how like happened. Mm-hmm. I guess um, I think it was on Facebook and most people were just like sharing it. Like I had a lot of like friend requests just like rolling through and at first I had mine set to like only certain people could friend request me mm-hmm. and then one day like my notifications were just going crazy and I was like why is this happening like, That's weird and then I looked on like people tagging me on stuff and I was like oh my gosh like I was freaking out about four million views earlier that day like uh took a screenshot I was like mama I made it <laughs> <laughs> I'm big time <laughs> and then and then it like skyrocketed like 50 million and I was like well like I don't even know what to do anymore <laughs> But that's, I mean, what an honor. And I, I think it was just one of those moments where it's just like, it's such pure joy. It's so much fun to watch you on the floor. Michael Jackson music. You got the moves. You got the moonwalk. Um, and I think it's something that resonates with so many people. I, I've got to imagine that that pro- felt probably pretty good. Yeah, it was neat. Because I was talking to my coach about it, Miss Val. And she was just like, yeah, someone was talking about like why these routines have gone viral. And it's like. She's like, it's like watching a puppy, someone had told her, and like, it just makes them happy. So you keep sharing it, and you know, it's something like that. And so I was like, yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, and we have to give a kudos to Miss Val, of course, the coach of UCLA Gymnastics, who 
was going to be here today and wasn't able to, so she brought Caitlin instead, which I thought was great. Miss Val will be on October 16th, so you guys just mark that on your calendar. But there, there's something about Miss Val routines that um, they continually go viral. This is not yours is not the first one, but I love that UCLA Gymnastics gets all those eyeballs and gets the recognition that it deserves. Yeah, it's crazy. I know someone was like talking to me like something about like how like we weren't winning. I was like, there's a method to the madness though. Like I was like, we go viral every single year. Like we have people that like hit us up about wanting to do like certain futures on us and all these things. And I was like, I think it's really amazing that Miss Val like focuses on our future more than just us as gymnasts. Which is really great. Yeah, I'd love to talk a little bit about that. You know, I've had Miss Val here in studio. Obviously, I'm not a gymnast. I'm a dancer. So we do relate on that level. And I just find her very inspiring. I, She's such a role model to so many of us. Um, she's such a strong woman. She's a great leader. And I think, you know, leadership always starts at the top and trickles down to all of you guys. And she always has placed emphasis on you guys being student athletes. It's not athlete students. It's student athletes. Talk about that emphasis because I think it's really important. Um, well, I'll start off with. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. This um, first meeting, team meeting that we had this year, which was like Friday, mm-hmm. um, and she really focused on like being student athletes and how if you don't go to class, then you're just playing yourself and you're not smarter than the teacher and all this <laughs> stuff. And like, we're here to learn something. Mm-hmm. And whether that's being in the classroom, whether that's being at the gym, whether that's being just outside out and about and meeting people i think she has like a very strong belief in just like focusing in on like everything we do and i think that's important because i know she sees something in you and you've been using your voice a lot lately and i I think that's really important has she sort of empowered you and said you know you got this you've got this story share it because i think so many people are moved by your entire gymnastics journey you know on the mat and off the mat Yeah, I think she's definitely, like, inspired me in a lot of aspects. I know starting up my blog was kind of on my own, and I didn't really want to go towards gymnastics. I wanted to market myself as more than an athlete and all this stuff. And then one thing led to another, and I just was like, body image is so important to talk about, and we don't talk about it enough. And I've gone through a lot of body image shaming and like all this stuff throughout my career and I was like I'm going to discuss it and it does link to gymnastics unfortunately but that wasn't ever the goal but like as I went through that and like I feel like Miss Val almost did give me that voice to talk about it Mm -hmm. um and so yeah like that's where a lot of this stuff has like come about and like she's encouraged me to like keep going with it and she's like as long she's always told us as long as your voice is honest and respectful there's nothing wrong with saying your story. I had a fun conversation with you, her the other day, and she said that same thing to me, as long as it's honest and respectful. And it's it's words that do resonate because I think, especially with social media these days, so many people feel like they have license to just be mean and be rude. Um, and, Crazy. 
It, it is crazy. And whether you like it or not, if you're in the public eye in any way, shape, or form, whether you think you're famous or not famous or whatever, but if you're putting work out there publicly, you are a role model to someone. Someone's going to look up to your work. And you can go to hell in a handbasket and go crazy and be rude and everything, or you can really kind of lead the way and bring other, especially young women, because I think we have it a little bit harder in society, bring them up with you, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I really want to talk about your blog because I think it's fascinating. When you first started it, did you kind of like keep it like low key, not really promote it? Don't let that, did you let people know that it existed or were you kind of just doing it for yourself? Um, I definitely did promote it. I let people know it was happening and all this stuff. I just don't think it caught a lot of people's attention right away until like I started getting into that stuff that like was more about gymnastics and because I already have a connection to people there Mm -hmm. so that drew people in compared to me talking about like I remember my first one was hitting the snooze button and that's (laughs) like the snooze button on life and not just like when we wake up in the morning and stuff like that so um although I think a lot of my other blogs are like great it was just like I think this had more of a connection to a lot of people that follow me and also, I think timing-wise, there was a discussion on a on a bigger level of what was happening in the gymnastics world. But, you know, specifically body image, especially for a lot of the people that watch the show, we have a lot of dancers that watch the show connected to dance, too. Body image yeah. is a really big thing. And I was just talking about it with someone recently because when I was um, training, oftentimes we, we did weigh-ins. When I, in ballet and I sit there and I think now I'm like it sounds insane to me but I know a lot of you guys have endured things like that um, or talking about what you look like what you're eating it's a constant voice in your head I know I, I've had it as a dancer so what was that like being so young being in the public eye being so successful and hearing those voices it creates this distorted distorted image like in our brains because I remember just thinking how awful I looked and like how I hated looking in the mirror and I like go back and look at images of myself and like what was I thinking like you look amazing what? <laughs> like I was like 70 pounds and I was like over here thinking I was like crazy fat like I was measuring my thighs every single day stepping on the scale multiple times which is just like so unhealthy to even place value within the number on the scale in the first place Mm -hmm. but like that was where my value came from like I was like oh I can't do gymnastics and then it became a mental thing I couldn't do gymnastics if I weighed a certain weight so if I already knew I was past the weight that I had set for myself then it was like gymnastics was impossible that day and you're almost sabotaging yourself in that moment then instead Mm -hmm. um and I know that in your blog you just talked about the you were hearing it from all sides. It's And mm-hmm. it's one of those hard things because everyone's invested. When you are that good, everyone is invested in your career, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's insane because it's like there's no really escaping it. It's like, oh, I'm at the gym. I hear it from my coach. I go home. I hear it from my mom. I go look in the mirror. I hear it from myself. And then I go on the internet and I hear it from everyone that <sighs> follows me. And it's just – it's hard as a young – athlete in the public eye and even just a regular person that has to go through that it's so like mentally draining and deteriorating and it's just it's not a great (laughs) no it's not a great place to live either it's not healthy by any means but you were still performing at a high level here you are you know 2011 junior national champion you're uh, gosh you know the AT&T American Cup winning the all-around Next to Simone Biles, everyone was like, someone's probably going to win. And then you're like, there you are with the win. <laughs> I mean, that's an incredible accomplishment. 
I mean, you, you you will always have that on your resume going, Simone Biles, one of the greatest of, of all time in the sport. And you had a moment in time where you're like, I was better than her on that day. But, I mean, you have to you have to pat yourself on the back for something like that. How are you keeping yourself focused in those moments and focusing in on performing at a high level when there's so many self-doubts and, and voices and everyone's having an opinion? Um, I feel like as a person, everyone handles it different, differently. And I would say, like, I have handled, like, a decent amount, like, adversity. And, like, Miss Val always t- tells me that, like, my light shines brighter than the darkness surrounding me. Mm. And I find that, like, extremely true. Like, and even when I talk to, like, my sports psychologist, like, we talk about how good I've become at, like, compartmentalizing everything within my life. And so it's all, it's like, it's very good in aspects, but it's also damaging in others. Right. But I've learned from a very young age to kind of like, oh, let me place this away today. And like, let me put that away. So it's kind of like when you're out on the floor or something like that, that's not like, that's not my biggest concern at all. What people think about me. Like, I've never been one to be like, oh my gosh, like this person said that. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, I always know you can't make everyone happy. Never. And it's like, <laughs> never. So, yeah, so I, that's the last or like least of my concerns. I know, and the, the, you know, the second you start like throwing away all of the the negativity or the people that have opinions, you know, honestly, if you're a good person doing good work and, and working hard and, and trying your best, if someone's not going to like you, you can't, I mean, like, it's going to happen. Like, yeah. I, I, I know that, too. Sometimes I'm like, they'll be like, you know, people even put a thumbs down on a YouTube thing. And I'm like, oh, man, that was a good interview. Yeah. But I'm like, it could be me. It could be the guests that they don't like. But I'm like, why do I care if I know that I, I did the work and did it well? Yeah, I know. After American Cup, it was so funny. Like, my mom was like, Caitlin, you could have put on some makeup. Like, you were on TV. I was like, mom. Guess what? I'm a gymnast, not in a beauty pageant. So I like, I honestly don't care. And then people were like, if I would have been there, I would have thrown a brush at Caitlyn. I was like, are you kidding I'm me? flipping. How do you think my hair is going to stay secure? <laughs> like, I, I have the type of skin that makeup just slides off my face. I can put on a pound of it. And by the end of an hour, there's like no eye makeup left. There's no lipstick. It just slides right off. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. I'm like, it looks like you have a lot of makeup on. When I think I put a lot of makeup on, it's like gone. No, I know. I, I just I like I think mine just sinks into my pores. And I'm like, I just forget it. Just like I keep trying to put more on. doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, at what point, you know, when you got injured, because I know you had shoulder surgery, you had a back injury, how, as an athlete, especially one at an elite level, how are you handling all of that? Because you're watching all of your peers training, going to competitions, and here you are rehabbing or you're prepping for surgery. It's hard. To, I, I know injured as a dancer, it's so frustrating to sit on the sidelines. Yeah, that was a really, like, tough, kind of, like, dark place um or like time of mine I know like so I just come off American Cup like I won everything and then bam they're like oh we don't think you can compete anymore do gymnastics ever again and so like hearing those words it was almost like a mixture of feelings because here I'm like relieved almost in a sense because I had been miserable for so long but then it's like that's all I know like that's who I am or that's how like I identify myself that's everything I've ever known and so I kind of like went through this whole thing where like I was trying to figure out who I was what I was going to do now um 
me and my mom were like constantly arguing. Like I literally ran away. <laughs> Where'd you run to? Um, I flew to Seattle back to my other ho- home because like I originally lived in Seattle. I mm-hmm. moved away when I was nine. My dad stayed because of work and stuff like that. Yep. So yeah, I just like Got in a plane? Yeah, booked a flight. <laughs> Did Got you use mom's credit card? You're like, you'll never know where I am. <laughs> well, I think I took my dad's. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, good. <laughs> not not great. Um, yeah, I got punished after. <laughs> not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went through this whole thing. Like, I definitely pushed a lot of my gym friends away. And, like, that's something I, like, I just remember, like, thanking Simone because, like, I was obviously upset, like, here she is, like, just going and going and going. She's now at Worlds and all this stuff. And I, like, it was, like, hard to deal with. So I kind of tried, like, pushing her away in Mm -hmm. a sense. And I was just, like, not about, like, communicating with, like, any elite gymnasts anymore. And then one day, like, we just kind of had, like, a more heart-to-heart thing. And she, like, never gave up on me. And it was just, like, yeah, like, she's, like, a true friend. That's a good friend. Yeah. That's a good friend because when you go through the hard times too, like everyone's there for the success. Exactly. But when you're in the dark times, like who is there for you? And yeah. if those people, you find out who your friends are, who you're, who's close to you, who's going to be there, and yeah, that that proves to you that Simone Biles is like <laughs> she's like just like the all around like great person, right? I'm like now <laughs> she's a great friend too. No. <laughs> I, no, that makes me happy to hear yeah. though too because it's it's. Um, You know, when you sit there and really, I mean, so many people just worship what she does out there on uh, the mat and everything else. I'm just always in awe of what she does. But I like hearing that people are are also solid all around in real life, too. You know, um, when you're in the darkness, and I think a lot of people don't talk about this. And I feel in dance, I'm always trying to, like, ask dancers this and no one wants to talk about it. Like, sometimes you fall out of love with the sport or sometimes you fall out of love with dance because um, you're burnt out. And it's it's just it's a legitimate place to be, and I think you can fall back in love with something, but you have to find your way out and find out what um, what you're supposed to do. Because everyone's been like, "Well, we paid this is my like my dad. We've paid for these dance lessons, and you know we've made all these commitments." And sometimes you hear that, and you're like, "Well, my dad spent all this money, and I should probably continue to do this." Because I, I had a time where I just was burnt out, and I was like, "I'm so tired. I don't want to put on a leotard and tights right now." Yeah, um, I would say like. So the same thing, only it was like, oh, well, like I kind of split up my family. <laughs> like we, right. moved, we moved That's halfway across deal. the country, like, and now I don't know what's happening. And it's not that I fell in out of love in that moment because I had been out of love for so long that it was kind of like it was already a thing that was like almost in the past now at this Were sense. Were you numb? I was, I was like pretty numb. Um, I went through like... I don't know, I didn't even want to be in the gym at all. And it was, like, embarrassing being in the gym because here I was, like, doing so much. And now I'm, like, putting on a bunch of weight. I, like, hide in the back of the gym, mm-hmm. can't do anything. And so it's, like, man, like, what do people even think of me? Like, it's almost embarrassing. And so I went through probably, like, a full year where, like, I didn't do much because, like, my back was in a really bad place. I was getting, like, x-rays every six weeks to make sure it was stable enough. And finally, and after, like, five different opinions, um, I got the okay to, like, start again. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of shifted my gear and was like, all right. So, like, gymnastics at one point, like, wasn't even a consideration. So, like, elite gymnastics is going to be a lot. 
and it's also just not even where my mind is at this point. So I remember calling Miss Bow my junior year of high school, and here I am, like, not even doing gymnastics, and, like, I was just like, hi. <laughs> I was like... Had you signed a letter of intent at all to UCLA or any college at that point? No. I wasn't looking at gymnastics or college gymnastics at all because, like, my mom's like, oh, pro, like, go... We'll go to the yeah. Olympics, we'll go pro, we'll do worlds, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so I, like... Didn't know anything about college, like still honestly don't. <laughs> but I'm there. I'm a senior. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> That's a graduate. Um, so, yeah, like I called her and I was just like, yeah, like I don't really know if I'm ever going to do gymnastics again, but I know I want to be on the team. <laughs> so she was like, OK. So we ended up coming out for a visit, me and my mom. And I just like that was really the only place that I wanted to go. It's the only place I knew about. <laughs> it's like There's a lot of great teams out there. You yeah. guys compete against them all the time. But um, I, I, there's a special draw with Miss Val. And I think sometimes I think, and I, I've been looking, you know, everything has been happening in gymnastics. And I look, so many of the survivors have wound up on the team with Miss Val. And I feel like there's a comfort there. There's a rediscovery. Uh, there's a rebirth for some, for so many, I think. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think it's just... She's like, she's like my second mom. Like I go to her about like literally anything, you know, like whether it's like relationship issues, whether it's like school, whether it's like obviously gymnastics, you know, Mm -hmm. I just remember calling her after my freshman year and like, I was like not doing great in school. (laughs) And I was just like, Miss Val, like, I was like, I was like, please don't kill me. <laughs> I but I'm not like, doing well. <laughs> like, I was like, you might have to be, like, really dumb to get what I got on my midterm. <laughs> and she, like, started laughing. And I was like, I was like, and then it, it's not funny. <laughs> and she just laughing. And I was like, okay, things are going to be okay. <laughs> well, and, and does she help you, like, figure out a solution of trying yeah. to, we got to get these grades up before yeah. the end of the semester, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> But it was just calming. It was cool. Yeah, because you sometimes wonder, like, what's the reaction going to be? Is she going to yell at me or whatever? Yeah, I was terrified. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that we're always, like, worried about what that response is going to be. When you hear someone laughing, you're like, okay. Yeah, like, this relief, the weight taken off. You're like, Secret's out. Yeah. (laughs) Now my coach knows we're in the clear. Like, (laughs) I can keep going. I love that. And what was your first year like? Because I know for everyone that goes to college, the freshman year, I'm not sure I still um, have gotten out of sort of like, the stress of the first year because you're away from home, which you had probably done a lot as just as a gymnast traveled a lot. But it was just one of those things like everything is new and it's a new experience. But on top of it, you're expected as a student athlete to deliver during the season. <laughs> yeah. So you're just kind of talking about that. I was like, oh, my gosh, like Miss Val thought I was awful <laughs> my freshman year. No, and, and then by the way, I was like, wait a minute. I just read a stat that was four-time Pac-12 freshman of the week in 2016. So you at least had four good weeks in there. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna call Miss Val and be like, um, <laughs> yeah, that on top of like a fractured sternum. <laughs> that was crazy. So um, my freshman year was definitely not what it is now. Um, it was like a year of like me still not hating the sport, but like not loving it and like not loving my like former and like past coaches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like Miss Val's always like, yeah, it's like you were taking out your anger on us and stuff like that. And I de- it's I definitely kind of was in a sense. Like I was trying to take ownership of my own life. Mm-hmm. 
but also like in a sabotaging way. So I was like, oh, like I've been suppressed for so long. I'm going to do this and that and I'm going to eat whatever I want because I'm free. Like I... And Pizza is so exciting freshman year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the dining halls, like 20 cereals, like in the yeah. <laughs> you just go down the line. They'd be like, okay, like let's try to cut down desserts to, like once a week. I'm like, once a week? How about once a day? <laughs> I don't know. You're like, can I just like, let's bite start small? Like, <laughs> but isn't that interesting though? It's just like all these years of just like people telling you and you're like, I'm. I'm free to make adult decisions here. They may not be great ones in this moment. (laughs) They may not be the right decisions, but you felt a way to assert yourself and assert that independence, which is important. Yeah, yeah. I would like to say that I am an independent woman all the time. There is. is, I am a very independent thinker myself. It is a good thing. But you look, I mean, as you you go through it, you're like, okay, wait. Yeah, like you kind of have this like moment where you like, self-reflect and you're like all right like it's time to like get your stuff together you know what I'm saying so um by the end of freshman year like going into my sophomore year I kind of had like a switch of gears like I had this kind of emptying your baggage that you brought along and it's like definitely like weightlifting and just like okay like now like I seriously like am free like I am able to choose what I want to and make sure that they're like my own decisions but also what's right for me it's unpacking a lot of stuff but when you let go of it you're like holy cow this was good yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) sometimes you're like why didn't I do this earlier but you you can only do it when you're ready yeah. You want for a while, like it's a human thing to want to drag it along for a while. We've all done it. And then you're like, what was I doing? Why was I taking these 20 bricks behind me yeah. every day? <laughs> so it's a learning process. And that first year was definitely like my transformation and like forming the person I am. Oh, so. so good though. So when you're approaching your, your sophomore year, um, how did you like come forward and just be like, this year's going to be different? It's going to look different. What was your approach? Um, so I remember freshman year, I kind of was like, I told Miss Val, I was like, I'm not, the more you tell me to do that, the more I want to do the opposite. And she was like, Caitlin, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the coach. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think like they definitely did like back off a bit. And then in the su- when summer came, I was like, okay, like that's when I got to like kind of do whatever I wanted to. And that's when I just like pushed myself to like be the best athlete possible so I was, like, going to the gym to, like, like train gymnastics. And then I'd go home, like, pick my brother up and go to the gym again. And then, like, I still would say I had, like, a weird relationship with food and, like, didn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was, like, I don't know, probably, like, feeling myself, like, not how I should have been. And, like, kind of, like, scared to eat. <laughs> so, well, sometimes I think, too, it brings you back to a psychological place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're working out and you're like, I'm focused. Oh, if I'm serious and focused about the sport, am I supposed to be 70 pounds? Yeah. I, I, I watch Black Swan, the movie Black Swan with Natalie Portman, and I'm like, don't eat the birthday cake. Like, I, that, <laughs> I see that. Because you're like, leotard and tights, don't eat the birthday cake. Um, and, and the mirror and everything else yeah. that the dance represents. So I, I, I totally understand that. Um, and you carry it with you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're like, just throw that away, you know? Yeah. But if you eat healthy, your body responds to that too. And that's definitely like kind of what I've learned. It's like, you know, like as much as like things taste good or as much as blah, blah, blah. But like it's at the same time, like 
your body's your temple. And I know that's so cliche to say, but like it does really like affect the way you like move and the way you work and stuff like that. And so like that's still something I'm like trying to focus on, like not having dining halls anymore and like having to cook my own meals Mm -hmm. and like try to like get in the right fuel. Um, So, yeah, it's like kind of difficult still. (laughs) But like I at least am not like you're still in college. It's at least I get it. I get it. (laughs) I'm at least not like scared to like eat, like eat in moderation, like have certain things that like. You know, not deprive yourself too, yeah. and I think that depriving also leads you down a path of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you yeah. know. Then you're like, I really want the whole birthday cake instead of a slice of birthday cake, which is what a normal person would do. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I had to like learn because, like, yeah, I would never have that stuff around me. So the second I saw it, I'm like, it's like oh. you're like, <laughs> you like literally can't stop you eat yourself <laughs> sick. And then, but now that I've like been around it, I have like self-control and it's just like yeah so it's great (laughs) you got this everything yeah but seeing the results i'm sure seeing the results at the meet was probably it's always that affirmation that you need you're like okay i think i'm back yeah i mean i've got to imagine getting a 10 is (laughs) i mean come on i mean i watch a 10 and i get super excited so i've got to imagine when you're the person receiving the 10 as a score to meet it's unbelievable yeah, sometimes you're like, oh, I definitely wobbled on that. <laughs> you're just like, I'll it's play sub- it off. <laughs> we know it's a subjective 10, but if, if the judges want to give you a 10, you take that 10. Yeah, you right, you don't it. argue. You, you take the like, social take... media photo next to the score. <laughs> All me. <laughs> I'm like, look at my 10. <laughs> that's, that's a good feeling. Yeah. That's a really good feeling. And at this point, you know, where your floor has gotten so attention, but so much attention, you've also been quite the beam specialist as well. Is there one you love better, the one you feel most comfortable, like the one that you feel is most Caitlin? <laughs> Hands down, floor. Floor. Yeah. <laughs> the personality, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love, like, I mean, I don't know. Beam, like, I just, like, always had this, like, thing for, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, like, just naturally. I think if um, you're naturally good at it, you're just good at it. Yeah. yeah. But I've never been like, oh my gosh, let's go to beef. <laughs> like, if you've ever been in a training, like, I avoid it at all costs. <laughs> the last thing I yeah. train. <laughs> They're like, hey, and you can touch the beam today? I'm like, eh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> when I have to, and Ms. Yeah. God's like, we gotta practice. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta meet coming up, and you're on the you're in the lineup. <laughs> what is it about floor that just makes you so happy? Because we see that joy. We feel that joy. Definitely, like, being able to show, like, my personality, a little bit of, like, sass, kind of, um, just, like, it's also kind of the hardest to, like, fall on. <laughs> so so that, like, helps your mental, like, a lot. Yeah. So it's just, like, going out there and just, like, drawing in the crowd and, like, Miss Val is huge on, like, performing and she's always taught us that. And so it's funny because, like, I always joke about around with, like, my elite routines and I'll be, like, they were so serious and like I had stoic. Oh my gosh! Like literally, just like poses, like no dancers, like looking and looking and like. <laughs> Do you know? You know what drives me nuts about watching floor routines? Because occasionally we will get someone. It's hard with the codes and the way they they build everything these days, but. Um, you know, it, there's no transition. So it's like pose into the next pose instead yeah. of like move, flow to the next pose. So when you go watch NCAA, you're like, holy cow, thank goodness yeah. we get some dance in here. But I always look back to routines in the 70s and the 80s. They were dancing their way through their their floor routines. So everything has sort of shifted a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of int- I don't know. It uh, makes le- me sad because I feel like this is a place where people can really go all out. Yeah, I would agree. I think... 
I'm hoping that things are changing for like elites and stuff like that. And it seems like it, they are becoming like more fun, and like mm-hmm. more fluid and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's interesting the way that they've shifted into this more like stoic movement when it's like it is artistic gymnastics. Like it's that hasn't changed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, sometimes I think the end of compulsories sort of changed the face of gymnastics too, because we always saw like really, really pretty routines with compulsories. And then, you know, you reinterpret, um, you know, it's kind of like your freestyle routine when you get to beam it, you know, uh, in the second in the second day. It's But it's one of those things that I wonder if we, and I know they're not going to, but if they ever bought compulsories back, if we would see more artistry. I don't know. Because it's like you get all those clean basics down. I just feel like compulsory, though, is like also kind of rigid, no? It is. But then I always know for sure that everyone <laughs> has their like basics down because you have to have yeah. like every toe pointed and every line done. That is true. And it's like if you can't do the basic, then it's like there's no way you can keep like upgrading without running into like some r- like block. <laughs> right. And then you talk about people chucking skills. Like, you know, we know the tricksters that are out there. They're in dance too, actually. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the same thing is happening in dance too. So I don't think it's it's any different. We just – I watch World of Dance sometimes and I'm like they are just like chucking skills left <laughs> and right. And I'm like – but could they do a double pirouette if they were really asked to? I'm not sure they could. Yeah, you know, right. If they could do the basic clean double pirouette, not sure. So it's it's kind of interesting. Figure skating, same thing. That's another thing where they're just like, if you can do a quad, you win the gold medal. Forget about all the transitions and the beauty in between. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Things yeah. to think about, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's happening like across the board. It's not just like one sport or anything else like that. So Yeah, that is. How much dance did you take growing up um, for gymnastics? Were they giving you guys like a ballet class, stretching, that type of thing? Um, So I took ballet and jazz like as a kid. Mm -hmm. So I kind of grew up with it um, until like obviously probably like level six is kind of when I cut it out. Mm -hmm. I'm still like pretty young. (laughs) Yeah, you were a baby, (laughs) I'm sure. But at least I got like kind of like the basics down, like a – when you're young like that kind of is ingrained almost. Um, so I had that. And then as I got older and I moved to, I think, Woga, we started up like ballet more. Um, a lot of the girls do at least once a week. And then stretching was a crazy amount. We yeah, all the time. All the time. Yes. And that's why like when I go to coach gyms, I'm like, why can't you do a split? I'm like, you know, this never goes away, right? I'm like, if you can't do this, then you can't do a leap. And then you can't, your hips are going to be out of line on your back handstrings. So I'm like, please, like, work that every single day. I don't care. We won't do anything else. But we want a 180 split. split. As gym fans, like, I don't want to see, like, <laughs> you yeah. know, anything below a 180 on a beautiful leap. Or if they can do the 180 split, like, they don't use it on their leap. So I'm like, do we just do things for fun? <laughs> I mean, yes, it's supposed to be fun, but come on. <laughs> but, yeah, but having the, the good basics down are very important. And, it, and the aesthetic of it, I think, is super important. Too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely one of those things. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Michael Jackson. Like, where did your affinity for Michael come in? Because like, I've been obsessed with MJ for a long time. Um, my mom's, like, a pretty big, like, fan of MJ. So, mm-hmm. like, kind of growing up around him, like, listen to his music a lot. I know my boy would be like, how do you know all the words to this? I'm like, he's timeless. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. timeless. He's one of those that everybody knows, right? Right. And it's like any age can listen to him. So I'm like, that's, I don't know. I was just thinking um, for my junior year, I was just like, hmm, like, what do I want to do next? And so I like went up to Miss Val. I was like, Miss Val, like, I got it. I'm going to be Michael Jackson. And she was like, 
you know, that's hard to do as your third year because then you have to back it up with something for your senior year. And I was like, I got it in the bag. Like, yeah, (laughs) don't worry. So, like, I kept doing the, ow, kick thing. Yes. And she, like, I would annoy her so much. Like, all across the gym, like, any landing I'd land, I would just kick my leg up. I'm like, it's going to be in my routine. And she was like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> You're like, I totally have this. It's, um, I love that. And you've got the moonwalk down. Yeah. Got to do the moonwalk. Mm-hmm. I, I had always done that as a kid. <laughs> and then, like, I remember we were in the gym. It was so funny. I was going through uh, Chris Waller, assistant coach's uh, Instagram. And I think he was, like, teaching Caitlin some dance moves. And it was, like, him teaching me, like, the glide uh, 360 thing. Ooh. And so, like, we were, He's like, working moves. on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back throwback to college for him. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. So um, what does your senior year routine have? Do you have something in mind? Are you working on it yet? So it's I know we're like, oh, my it's kind of harder than I thought because I thought it was going to be, be a breeze. I was like, don't worry, I got something. <laughs> I got something in the and back now, and then you're like. <laughs> now that it's like time, I'm like. <laughs> I know. How would you? Because he's so, he's so iconic. So I'm like, what do you do, Prince? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people. So that was, that was definitely one of the things that came to our mind first. We were like, oh, now we have to Prince and like all this stuff. Um, I have like probably 10 different ideas like going through my head. So like it's just um, – Right now I'm in the process of like, okay, eliminating things and kind of like finalizing stuff and getting someone to like work on it. I think I have someone to like really like do it. Probably the same. Um, my boyfriend's brother actually did it last year, my floor music. Oh, which great. Which was awesome. So I think I want to try to like. <laughs> it did a great yeah. job for you. Yeah. First time. Why not the second time? Yeah. So are you choosing? I know you, you, I know you have tons of ideas. Are you looking at icons though? Like, like a Madonna, like a... A prince or something else like that? Are you keeping it in the icon category? I guess you have to wait and see. But, ah! but you're along the line. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm at least warm. I'm maybe not hot, but I'm warm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to definitely look at something like that. Oh, I love that. I know it's hard to top yourself, too. Like, I feel like, and the anticipation, like, of all of us, like, mm-hmm. yeah. what are you doing? We want to see it. What's the music? How's it going to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but def- you're definitely dancing it out, too. Mm-hmm. This is good. Yes, of course. Of course. You're definitely delivering. Um, since this is your senior year, I mean, this is, this is a big thing. This is a big year. Uh, what does the future look like for you? Because, I, you know, it's hard because you're like, I just want to join my senior year. But at the same time, you do have to start looking forward. Yeah, I'm almost like it's kind of crazy because I'm like, trying to focus on like so many different things because I'm like oh like it is my senior year Mm -hmm. and um it's funny so like as we talked about our blog my blog earlier I'm kind of going through a phase right now of like kind of changing up the whole thing so eventually like after I graduate like I can start like making money from it and doing stuff with that so um I'm like changing the name of it and changing the server and like the domain and so I was thinking and I've like been thinking for like probably a couple weeks now and I was like unidentified is something like I really like can relate to Mm -hmm. so as my last year is coming in to play I'm not going to be a gymnast anymore and like I've never really liked to fully identify myself as just a gymnast because I've learned that like that's not a forever right and can be like taken away like that so as I go into my last year and as I'm going to be transitioning, I'm kind of not going to have a full or like 
a complete identity almost in a sense. So I'm going to be like figuring myself out more. And so um, also my targeted audience isn't specific Mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, like I want to talk about like life things. I want to talk about like fashion, like photography, stuff like that. So like even that's unidentified. So lifestyle. Yeah. Lifestyle is kind of like the big category for for something like that. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go with like unidentified and just use that as like my – uh, blog name and I'm also trying to like write a book that should be coming out. <laughs> uh, I love this. Yeah. So what type of book? Because are you doing like a memoir or so a memoir like later down my line. Okay. Because I definitely want to come out with one of those. But I'm working on a poetry book that has a lot of like activism in it. Mm-hmm. And so um just talking about like worldly issues and a lot of like women empowerment. We like that. Yes. We're so happy about that. <laughs> but I was like I, I also wanted to like I want guys to be able to read it too and be like, oh like, you know, this stuff's like cool. Hopefully. <laughs> you want it <laughs> you to know, resonate. Everyone. You want so, it to resonate with a bigger audience, not just just women. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm currently working on. And then just like I honestly have so many ideas for the future that I'm, like, really excited to, like, almost start it. Are you interested in staying tied to gymnastics in terms of, like, maybe coaching or teaching? Because I know you do some of that now. Um, That's more of, like, a plan Z. <laughs> that's good, though. <laughs> but, uh, that's so, like, good to know that, though, because I think a lot of people get so worried about, like, well, that's been my identity. Yeah. I should stay tied to the community at least somehow. I think it would be cool to, like, obviously here and there, like, I love working camps and stuff like that and, like, one-on-one, like, privates, mm-hmm. just, like, kind of, like, being able to, like, kind of mold someone. Yeah. yeah. And so um, definitely, like, here and there probably, but, like, that's not my main focus, I think. That's great. Um, we talked about this earlier, and I, we're going to throw it out to the universe because I like it. Um, we were talking about Dancing with the Stars, and so they are revealing the cast tomorrow. But if you didn't hear, breaking news, guys, guess what? Mary Lou Retton's in the cast. And so we were saying we lo- they love gymnasts. And you were saying, I want to be on the show so bad. Please. <laughs> and I thought this was a great idea because, first of all, I mean, you're thinking about it. You've got a journey. You've got a great story. They love gymnasts. We know you've got movement. We know you have rhythm. You have the talent for this. I mean, this, this is what they call a ringer. You'd be the ringer. Come on in. Who would you be, or ideal partner be? Um, okay, so I went to visit Simone on the show, obviously, when she was in town and stuff like that, and I just, like, her and Sasha's relationship was, like, so awesome, and I think he's, like, definitely, like, more my, like, type of person. Yep. So... Like, he would be a great partner. He's fun. He plays a lot of pranks. I'll text him after and be like, Sasha, I got your partner. <laughs> it's season 28. Yes. I'm with Actually, it. I'm like, would you be able to do it? Because you finish up the season in, like, March, right? Or is it April? Oh, oh no. We can't I get you. We have to get you on season 29. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, darn it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I know. You guys You guys go all the way to the championships. Mm-hmm. We like that. <laughs> we we got to get you all the way through your senior year on that. Um, but that, would, that I think that would be a really fun experience. Yeah, I think so, too. Just like, I don't know, it, like going on the show and watching it. I was just like, and then I watched like a lot of videos of like Lori Hernandez on it. And I was just like, she's, she's great just such Cal. a like fun person like character wise and like facial expressions are fantastic you get to like act 
which is another like passion of mine. Oh. So I'm like, one, you get to act in there, you get to dance, which like obviously like I love dancing, like any chance I get. Yes. So that and just like, yeah, I don't know. I think That's it's good. great. Do you do you have acting aspirations? Broadway? Do you sing? No, no. Okay, I was. I, like, was, I did do singing. <laughs> voice lessons when I was a kid and you could like hear me gulping on the microphones it was so embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's not your forte yeah no but are you gonna possibly um stay here in LA and like maybe try the acting um I definitely want to stay out here for a bit but I'm like kind of everything's like up in the airs as of right now my like lease is like up in november so i'm like do i sign like a full lease or like just so i have time to like stay afterwards so i think i think i might do that and just like figure out and then if i have to sublease i have to sublease but like it would be awesome to stay in la for like at least a couple years longer we'd like to have you out here we like this yeah this is good (laughs) this is good You know, one thing, um, you know, you've talked a lot about your elite experience, and I'm just trying to think, you know, I feel like right now, for especially for USA Gymnastics, there's so many things that um, could be done and positive things. Just based on your experience alone, what are a couple things that you would love to see um, for the next generation? Um, definitely being able to have, like, more of an open communication with, like, I mentioned in one of my blogs, actually, so, like, an open communication with not only, like, coach to athlete, but, like, athlete to parent, too, Mm -hmm. because I know, like, a lot of communications, like, lost within, like, everywhere, and you almost don't feel comfortable talking to, like, your coaches, and then your parents sometimes, unfortunately, like, can't either, like, relate or fully understand, so it's, like, there's just, like, this loss of communication. It almost feels sometimes like there was a... the world that happened in the gym and then the world that happened in home and you're there's no bridge between the two yeah yeah i definitely like kept it apart like my mom would be like how's gym how's gym today and i'm just like good and that's like fine all, all i wanted to say about which it which i think we all do as kids anyway but at the same time when you were struggling it would have been nice to be like this is really what's going on in my head yeah and like have and how my body feels yeah have someone to like understand like kind of like try to help you out um but so that's like probably one of the biggest things that I want to see happen. And I also think one of, one of the biggest things I like now is a problem is like everyone correlates Larry Nassar to gymnastics when it's like yes. it that was like kind of like he, a huge thing that happened. But it's like gymnastics has always been so much more than that. Larry is not gymnastics. Ex- Larry never will be gymnastics. Exactly. And so it's like. Just for people to understand that, like, this is still an amazing sport and, like, great people come out of it and strong people, which obviously you can tell that I think that needs to be seen. But I also think that, like, now it's almost, like, because gymnasts were so suppressed before and, like, that created, like, an abusive culture within the sport, Mm -hmm. now it's kind of, like, gymnasts are, like, very much so like almost taking over and it's kind of crazy to see how drastic the change has been but it's like at the same time like we aren't adults you know what I'm saying like we don't understand everything that's why we have coaches in the first place I think finding a balance between the athlete and the coach so like the athlete still having a voice and the coach not abusing their power that they have over the athlete Mm -hmm. and kind of coming together and forming a plan forming like some type of thing that doesn't burn out their kid 
and like their kid has like a chance to like it's a team how they feel where you know and that's what I find when I love watching you guys go from elite to NCAA and so many of you have such a great experience because it's a team thing and I feel like maybe if we had that team aspect even just on in the gym as an elite it might be better overall as everyone sort of you know whether they stay in elite or whether they move on to NCAA yeah I agree and I definitely need there needs to be more like about like college gymnastics like I I feel like as my career has taken off it's been more in college gymnastics than like an elite gymnast but the first question I always hear is like are you going to the Olympics like (laughs) actually no (laughs) thanks for asking like I don't understand I'm like okay if a basketball player says that (laughs) they're like a in basketball like do you ask them if they're going to the Olympics? You don't because it's uh, sometimes it's an inconvenience to their schedule and they can't go. Like for, especially for hockey players, they can't go to the Winter Olympics half the time because NHL was like it's in the middle of the season. Nope. Yeah. So it's just yeah, I don't understand that question. <laughs> so I just like hope there's more of a focus on like gymnastics as a whole and not just like as a great Olympics. sport. Yeah, and I think that's a societal issue on top of all of that because we place so much value on this one event that happens every 4 years and that gold medal and yeah. nothing but gold in the United States. The yeah. gold is the only thing that's kind of acceptable. Exactly. It's like in that one gymnast that gets the gold is the only one that's seen. And it's like right, and I I will always go back and like think of Michaela Maroney, and, and she won silver. She won silver. Yeah, she helped win the team gold with that incredible vault in 2012. But people are like, she lost the gold. No, yeah, she yeah. won silver. I'm never going to win a silver medal at the Olympics. Hello, let's celebrate that. It's kind of incredible. Yeah, it's almost like I was just talking to uh, one of my friends about this, like the way that media portrays like all the worst things out there Mm -hmm. in the world and it's almost like we've learned to focus on all the bad things and I was like I wonder what it would be like if we started like putting out like only positive things and like you could only hope that like it would kind of somewhat like reverse this like psychology that we have placed on like oh well like yeah like right well she still got second only or like she only got second she didn't get gold or like blah blah blah, like all that stuff it's insane but i think you know i we look at it on a macro level all the time of like this is what we need to like do to fix the whole world but i think and i think you're doing it on a micro level and you know telling your story and a lot of people are going to be able to relate and a lot of people are going to get stuff out of that and feel that they're not alone or seek help if they need help and then they're going to be empowered by that. So even if you do it on a smaller level, you're actually making a difference and making things positive. Yeah. And I think I look at Miss Val and I mean, she does it on a bigger level. And But so many of us are inspired by her, different generations, different ages. Um, and I love that, you yeah. know. I mean, I'm I'm never going to be an NCAA gymnast as much as I would love to. I can only do a cartwheel. But I, I love going to meets. Like, I love watching it. It makes me really happy. So um, I love watching your floor routine. Like, I've watched it a million times. Don't worry. Especially this week where I knew you were coming in. I'm like, one more time. Let me just try <laughs> it. But I, but I love that. Um, one other thing that I think is also available on the NCAA level that hasn't been utilized on the elite level is – access to sports psychologists, which you talked about, or access to nutritionists. And I know Allie went on, Allie Raceman went on her own just to say, I need to figure out how to eat better and fuel my body as an athlete. And she said her experience 2012 to 2016 was completely different. 
Yeah. Is, has that helped a lot being on the NCAA level? Yeah, for sure. I think Miss um, <coughs> Val like definitely pushes like going to see a sports psychologist, especially as a freshman, because it is this big transition year. So she like will kind of like here's free access, so we have to like use utilize it yes. basically. And I think it definitely does help. I wish it was more an NCAA like forced thing, like because, mandated. Yeah, because I think that. It's important because there's been, you know, so many like suicides and like so many mental health issues that haven't been brought to attention or like focused on and kind of more so like ignored on like the bigger scale. Mm -hmm. So to have like really like easy access to all these things instead of like kind of having to like try and seek it on our own or like coaches not being all for it because like obviously our coach loves it but I don't know how other coaches react to it. other sports sometimes so if it was like a big institutionalized mandated thing then it would be like you know yeah I think so too and I think a lot of times mental health issues start to surface when you're in college because you're on your own a little bit more things are a little bit more out of control you don't have your parents house and structure and things like that and I think sometimes people are afraid to seek help there's a stigma sometimes and there shouldn't be but I'm encouraged by all of you guys and the younger generation of like just putting it out there saying these are my struggles this is what I've battled because I feel like the more we talk about it the more that you know the stigma goes away and the more that we're helping everyone else going oh you had that I had that too yeah like now I'm not now I know I'm not crazy I'm not the only one (laughs) that like crazy feels like alone and stuff (laughs) like that so it's just like yeah it's definitely cool to hear other stories and relate to other people yeah I hate to hear anyone go through a dark time but because we do I think the human nature is to like isolate yourself and feel lonely and then you're like uh, no one's going to want to hear this or no one else is going through this and you're like oh my gosh there were five people at the same time going through the same exact thing unbelievable oh my gosh caitlin this has been like so much fun having you here because i just feel like your story is incredible i feel like you have so many more people um to reach and that players tribune um video that they did that was fantastic and i appreciate that you're doing that did you love how it came out i literally Megan McNally, the person that I worked with it on, was, like, so amazing. She came, like, brought it to me, and I was just like, this is crazy. It's a work of art. Yeah. It really really is. amazing. But, you know, bravo to you for for putting – making yourself vulnerable, which is, like, the hardest thing to do, and just saying, this is what happened. This is my story. These are the highs. These are the lows. We we all have them, but um, I think people can relate to it. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I think so. All right, so you're going to text me the second you pick your music so I know (laughs) the icon is and the music is, right? (laughs) She's like, nope. Yeah, Yeah, right. I'm I'm trying to make her agree on camera. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) All right, for anyone who isn't following you already on social media, where can they find you so they can follow you through the entire NCAA season? Uh, my Instagram and Twitter handle is Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-Y-N underscore O-H-A-S-H-I. Fantastic. Make sure you're following this girl. I'm so looking forward to this season. It's going to be a great one, especially as you guys are coming off a championship season. So excited. Yeah. We got to get you another floor title, right? 
Yes, 100%. Yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. This was great having you here. I'm going to have to thank Miss Val, too. Thank you for having me. You bet. All right, you guys. Um, to let you know, we're doing a little crazy schedule thing because obviously World of Dance is finishing tomorrow night. So I will have the winner or winners, whoever it is, on Friday here in studio at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So that is, we're going to have a double dose of To The Point this week. So come on in and join me on Friday. Fridays, uh, this Friday, and uh, I'm not telling you, I can't, I can't talk anymore because I feel like I'm going to reveal the winner. I'm like, I've, I've been slipping a little bit here this week. All right, thank you so much to Popcorn Talk and Dance Network for all of your dance news. Be sure to visit dancenetwork.tv. We'll see you on Friday. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.